Hello and welcome to my senior project podcast. The goal of this podcast is to uh, learn more about Native American history through podcast. I chose to do this because it's a field that I'm trying to go into after high school. So today, I'm joined by a very special guest, the Chief of the Natick Prang Indians, which is what we'll be talking about today, at Texqua or Chief Caring Hands. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> so, um, before I start... Uh, I just want to explain to everybody that the point of this is to learn more about the Natick Prang Indians because to me, I feel like it's something the history books fail to cover. So today we're going to cover that more in depth. So I want to ask you a question. What is it like being the chief of a tribe? Well, um, if I had to compare it to something, I would compare it to the um, the head of a household. Um, the... Um, it's okay it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um because i don't want to be sexist in that remark by saying the the um breadwinner the head of the household and and um that it would be a male but the uh the chiefs are predominantly um male so to be the head of a household the chief is the same with the tribe. He sees to it for the welfare of the tribe, the survival of the tribe, and um, protection of the tribe. My follow-up to that, funny you say that, actually. Do you feel like you were treated differently because you were a female chief, like how you said most chiefs are predominantly men? Yes, I do. That I, I think that the, um, as a female chief, that I'm not taken as serious and um, this is really not how it was in the past because the, the woman is highly revered in the Native culture and, um, and most associated with uh, the earth and, and um, where most of the, the cultivation and that type of work would be female. And when the, um, the, um, the folks that came from um, over the ocean, uh, saw this, they thought that the Native women were really being um, uh, worked and not treated uh, correctly and having to do all of the, the, the work. The men went and hunted, brought back the uh, game. The women did all of the preparation and the, the, uh, the cooking and everything, but all the farming things also, but they um, misunderstood it because what it was, it was a, a um, it was a high honor, because that the women were most like the earth, because the earth produced, and women produced also. So working closely to the earth was um, working closely to the Creator, the Creator who is God. So, to follow up on more of the history side of things, in specifically the Natick Prang Indians, can you describe the history of? Natick Prang Indian tribe? The um, Natick Prang Indians, well, in, uh, Natick is the first Prang Indian village, and there were um, uh, seven original, and then uh, seven more uh, after that were um, um, uh, further out. And like anything else, they, they closer to the, the, um, the, producing of something or the um, nutrient of something, the stronger it is and that um, 
or even much like dropping the stone in, in um, the water, the circles as they go out there further, that they are uh, less. And so that I think that I believe that the concentration of the praying Indian um, culture was strongest with the beginning, the old or the original seven um, of the villages or praying towns and then the the uh, other seven were more um, more fringed in and um, that showed itself because when there was the um, the uh, I would have to I'll, I'll explain more about that uh, the dear island and when that came about these the uh, seven uh, second set of um, the praying Indian tribes dispersed um, uh, rapidly. But what happened is that um, people are really uh, aware of the the uh, Wampanoag history in the Pilgrim and um, and of course with um, Thanksgiving and, and all they were aware of that. But what they're not aware of is that there were um, Christian villages that were formed, and they were um, actually Natick was the first Christian town in the country, and the Natick uh, Church, the Praying Indian Church, was the first um, indigenous church in the country, also. And what happened is that. Um, the Reverend John Elliot, he came over in um, 1630s, and um, he actually was the um, one of the original uh, founders of the um, the Roxbury Latin uh, School in um, in Boston, and uh, he had his his church there, and it was for non-natives. It was. Um, the Christians who came over, and but what he did was he learned the native language, and then um, he taught the uh, the uh, Bible, and he taught the Bible and um, <coughs> taught the native people of the Christian way. And one of the things that he said is that when he um, came over here, he noted that the, the, um, the native people were already um, living very close to the way because the first uh, commandment of, of um, honoring the, the Father, the Creator um, of, of all things first, and then also... The, of the second greatest commandment is to love your brother as you, yourself. And of course, there's in Genesis, we're told to steward the earth. And the native people um, did these things. They honor the creator, which is um, a, another word for God. Because in the beginning in Genesis, he begins with he created. And so he identifies himself as a creator. And... Um, the native people had to live in harmony with each other. It was the only way to survive in their tribe, in their community. And um, they never took more than was necessary from the um, 
environment or the um, the uh, animals. If they hunted, then and they took down game, they had a ceremony, and so therefore there was never um, any excess. So when he came here, he noted that um, the native people um, honored the the creator and the stewardship of the earth. And as a matter of fact, when he came over, he wrote back to England and said that um, he believed that the native people were the lost tribe of Israel. So um, the this. Um, so I, I guess that that is the difference with um, the traditional tribes and with the praying Indian tribe is because they, when they embrace Christianity, that um, the uh, other uh, tribes, that traditional tribes were uh, looked upon them as uh, being betrayers um, to the, uh, the new, new people who had come, the colonists. And, um, and uh, it was difficult for the the Christian natives. And they were looked upon as being weak because they were uh, Christian, but in fact, it was uh, you had to be very strong in order to um, in, embrace the um, the tenets of Christianity and and still stand to um, to attempt to keep your your native culture. So much history. Yeah. But schools hear none of it. Mm-hmm. That it just blows. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I also want to ask, um, what is the influence that Natick praying, praying Indians have now compared to back then? Well, uh, I I would um, have to speak about the one of the greatest gifts that was given to. Um, uh, this country and um, the Christian um, um, religion there's people do not realize it but the first Bible that was uh, uh, printed in this uh, company I mean I'm sorry in the country was the Natick praying Indians uh, Bible it's uh, the Natick Massachusetts Bible so it was um, Printed in uh, our language, in the native language, and it's the Massachusetts language, and our, our people are the Massachusetts. That's the in, entire nation, and you have the the tribes within, and um, so the native praying Indians are a um, a crucial part of this because um, all of the Massachusetts Indians at one time were uh, praying Indians. And the gift that was given is the Reverend John Elliott. Um, he, uh, this is considered one of the greatest linguistic feats in history because he, the, our language was a language that was not written. It was just an oral language. And um, he had to learn the native language. And he, he alongside um, the, uh, the praying Indians, that um, three praying Indians that assisted uh, him, they didn't speak English. Uh, he had to learn uh, their language, and they all together they did this, and it's um, it's truly miraculous. And so, in that the Bible is actually the first that was published in 
this um, this country in the Western Hemisphere. So uh, our people are very proud. The, the Native Praying Indians are very proud that it was in our language, and our language is um, dialected uh, by the Wampanoag and the Nipmuc and uh, the, the Narragansett. But the, um, Elliot, he did the uh, Bible in the Massachusetts language, our language. And the state is named after uh, our people. And Massachusetts means uh, the Great Hill. So it's named, actually named for, if you see the blue hills, the great blue hills there, then um, that is um, what Massachusetts is named after. A lot of people don't realize that. And the, on the flag, the native person that's on the flag is a Massachusetts uh, Indian also. And I say Indian, and, and um, sometimes that's offensive to um, uh, people and um, because we're Native Americans. But when um, um, the uh, first, when, when the folks came over here in um, Columbus, when he wrote back to, um, to uh, Spain, he said that the people were um, Indios. And um, Indios, it, then it was corrupted into Indians because you know, folks were said he was looking for the uh, for India and all, but he spoke that and Indios means in God, and so uh, in in Spanish, and so when we keep the Indian, when we speak of praying Indians, then we are speaking of people in God, and and that's correct. So we're not doing it in any offensive manner the um, other tri tribes that um, as Native Americans that do not use um, that terminology also do not have the history that we have so um, that I think uh, from I know I'm kind of getting away from it but what was what that Bible then and what was created then is what directly affects our people now because our language was um, um, kept for us by through the Bible and um, and so I think that's from, from the past coming to the present I don't know if I've answered your question but if you give me another one <laughs> I will answer that too <laughs> well next question is more an opinion question mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask do you think history books do a good job illustrating as a whole in general Native American history? That is a, a yes and a no. It's a yes because they do an excellent uh, job in um, uh, uh, portraying and, uh, and they've recorded uh, um, the history, um, really have recorded so that uh, a lot that is, uh, is what I would say not good because it was... Um, it was tragic for the native people, but it's recorded, so that um, that has come forth. But also in identifying the different tribes, and researching and and all, the history books have done an excellent job. And because, but in the where it kind of falls away, um, some, whereas yes and no, is because they identify all of the major tribes, and. Um, and especially now, the federal recognized tribes are, are of those. But there are also many um, 
uh, smaller tribes, many, and because that they are not federally recognized, they're not identified. And so, um, and then, um, uh, and, and, uh, and actually the, the, um, the Grand Indians do not usually reflect or have not reflected very much in the history uh, books that I know when I, unless you're specifically looking in that area. But if the usual uh, Native American book that you can pick up and um, will tell all about the tribes, and I, ha and I do specifically go right to the index to see whether or not that uh, we would be mentioned, and uh, we're usually not. And, and that is because I feel because we um, have mixed with Christianity, and therefore they're not looked at as um, an, an original tribe, and to some folks not even to be a tribe, but that is not so. So um, I think I might have answered your question. But if you have another, I'll try to answer that fast. I actually have one more. <laughs> and still on the topic of history, if you could rewrite history, if you would change anything, what would it be? And if not, why not? Well, I, I would, um, I'll, I'll say it in a, in a personal venue, and that's talking about uh, our tribe in specific. I would just have to uh, tell folks that they would have... Um, on their own if they look up Deer Island and the history of the praying Indians in Deer Island. And and they will find um, it, it, one of the greatest tra tragedies because um, our, our people, um, they were beautiful people and strong people at one time were on, uh, placed on that island and um, that um, it, during the King Philip's War and Many, many of our, our people lost their lives, and when they were off of the line island, the villages were, um, they were basically decimated, and so that the beautiful uh, culture of the, the uh, Christian um, Native um, American and um, praying Indian people at that time was pretty much decimated, and so if I could changed something, I would change that tragedy in which Natick and uh, the uh, brain in the village of Ponkapog and Ovenishoba, which were the Massachusetts uh, people, um, where they uh, were placed, I would change that. Because I really feel that it, had that not happened, that we would have been brought up to the present and um, unbroken and um, what would uh, exist today uh, for all people, because it's an, uh, an opportunity for all people to, um, um, to make something um, beautiful and strong when all when races come together. It's just how it is. So, uh, but I feel that that is happening. And it's, this is why it's a strange look at changing history, because I believe we are now by um, having people become aware, aware of us, aware that we still exist, and uh, our tiny tribe um, uh, working to, um, to, um, to blossom once more with the seed that the Reverend John Elliot planted with our people.
lot of it's a good interview. I just I've never personally had a podcast like this before. Um, I just want to thank you for your time, and I'm sure people who are watching this learned a lot of stuff they definitely have not learned before, and hopefully have a new appreciation for the people who were there before them. Um, well, I would like to give, and uh, I would like to thank you for this opportunity, and I would like to give all people who would hear this, um, I uh, offer them a praying Indian blessing, the Natick praying Indian blessing on them and all of their loved ones and, and on our world. I want to thank you for your time, and I want to thank everyone who's listening to this. And this is the end of the podcast. Thank you.